you were just on vacation, Mark? Is that correct? Yes. Last day, actually. Tomorrow, kids go back in, uh, to school. It's just um, was it a two-week like autumn all of break. Germany was on vacation, or yeah, uh, in Germany we have got like no like super long summer holiday. It's more like six weeks summer holiday, and then we have got two weeks in the spring and two weeks in the autumn, and another two weeks or about like little little more than one week actually in the winter time during Christmas. <clears throat> huh. Weird. Just not me, the kids in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take time off whenever because you're self-employed and run a, I, I, an I have event, right? So much time at, at the moment, you can't, you cannot imagine because I can't run any <laughs> <It's> events. <frightening>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, maybe I should get you to introduce yourself before we start. Yeah. Um, you're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast with your hosts Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Yeah, my name is Mark Thiele. Uh, you don't speak the H in my name, T-H-I-E-L-E, but it's Thiele. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm for the last 20 years, I am running events. Um, for the last 10, completely only running events. Before that, I was still like doing some projects, mainly back then Flash. Don't know if anyone remembers that, like fancy animation <laughs> and... It's come up a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but um, back then I started, um, uh, together with a friend, Sascha Volta, uh, I started a forum called Flash Forum over here in Germany. And this German um, community grew to 120,000 people. And um, at one point, Sascha thought, uh, thought like, it might be a great idea to meet with a couple of, of those people. And uh, in 2001, actually at uh, uh, 9-11, <coughs> We met for the first time and had a conference, and uh, um, yeah, I, th th that was uh, th that was the the start of the Flash Forum conference. And from uh -huh. then on, we we uh, we we had a yearly gathering we called a conference, a conference in that, uh, and it was called the Flash Forum conference. And later FFK, when there was more topics than just Flash involved, I guess uh, we know all that from FITC and other conferences who yeah, yeah. rebranded themselves. Um, yeah, and then um, I remember in 2008, I um, I was uh, rethinking the, the whole the whole idea of uh, myself doing what I really like to do. And I, I sat down um, after I had a longer chat with my uh, very sick brother who had cancer and was diagnosed um, to be dead in three years. And uh, so we sat down and had one of those conversations. Uh, and I was asking how he, how he deals with the fact. And he said, like, a, living every day as if it is the last day. And uh, I thought to myself, well, that's something you should actually do without being as ill as he was, right? So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I really sat down and, and filtered a few things. Like, uh, even though I was, I was in, in general, I was happy with what I was doing. It wasn't that I was like unhappy or not satisfied with anything, but I thought like, try to find the one thing that you want to do. And um, yeah, so I, I, um, I filtered like really with pen and paper a few things and I, I knew that the event would come up because I was always looking forward to April that was the, the the month we did the flash forum conference and I, I thought like, right well uh, what if I give myself three years and run a full-time conference and and 2011 I started the first beyond Tellerrand which was more web focused than the flash event 
but still had the same idea of like mixing a lot of other things in there. And the name beyond, of course, is an English word and Tellerrand is a German word. And in Germany, you say über den Tellerrand schauen, which means like look beyond the edge of your own plate. So, you know, that means like don't look at your own plate only because like left and right is good food as well. And uh, so like widen your horizon, like think out of the box, maybe, you know, like you can, you wow. can translate it to a couple of things. So I thought like, well, this is a perfect name for, for me. <laughs> Because uh, I, I, I like type, you know, I like uh, uh, coding, I like design. So I thought like, well, uh, how can I bring that under one umbrella, you know? So yeah, and uh, that's the, the start of Beyond Tellerrand. And then um, now I'm doing it, this for 10 years, fo really focusing on this and not doing anything else than, than running the event, except if a pandemic uh, breaks out and <laughs> you're not allowed to. <laughs> Well, let's except, hope that doesn't except, happen. Yeah. Well, from auspicious beginnings to uh, terrifying <laughs> middles, right? Like, yes. This is just amazing. Um, and you know, I would, I would think that I, I met you, and, and much like I met our last guest, Jared Ficklin, I think I met you at Brighton. I met you at Flash. In the I'm Beach. pretty sure we did. Yes. And I remember a um, lovely morning when we had breakfast in the hotel once. And that's, I think that's, well, that, that was when we had a proper chat for the first time. I mean, we had, we had meet mm -hmm. around there, but I, th I think this was uh, like sitting down during breakfast and like chatting who we are and like introduce ourselves and stuff. Yeah. That was in Brighton. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny. I, I actually, I was, I was unaware of your connection with the flash world because at the time, like I remember you saying, I said something about wanting to try a tablet and you were like, oh, I can get you a. Whatever oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, <laughs> yes. What were you repping at the time? It was like a, a Wacom tablet. Not Tascam. Wacom. Wacom. Yeah. Into was four. You, you, know, you, so you see me a, a tablet. And I was like, this is the best. <laughs> I was like, this is so great. So I thought you were a sales guy. And then we had this conversation and it was like, oh, you, you're, you're part of the community and you're actually one of the, you know, one of the main backers of the community kind of thing when it comes to bringing people together which oh, is yeah. it's really interesting in that you know having known john davy and 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 pocknell and dave schroeder and from the from the flash event world um it's a tough job oh yeah you know but, uh, i mean yes the the uh, um looking onto myself like like being out of like not not myself but looking at me, I would say like, yeah, that's a tough job, but like being myself, it's like not tough at all. Cause that's what I always did. You know, um, I remember, right, um, of course back, um, 1989 or 90. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that, that was, um, when I, I joined the C64 community back then. So I joined a demo group back then and, uh, the Commodore 64. Yes. Community. Yes. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah, one of my neighbors, and uh, back then, uh, someone I went to school with, uh, he, he said, like, hey, you're drawing a lot, and you, you're quite talented. Don't you want to draw, like, for me, for, like, a, uh, my, my BBS, which you don't, I don't know, BBS, the bulletin board. Bulletin board service, yep. yeah. Yes, that's something you, you back then, yeah. was like, there was no internet. <laughs> you would call that with a, with a phone, and that would give you, like, some slow yeah. connection, and then some fancy graphics that scroll down like for ages <laughs> before you get into the login screen. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so I did this, this kind of stuff. And then I, I, we sat down and I, I thought like, well, 16 colors and uh, a pixel big as a, one of the cursors on the C64. That's how I should draw. I was like, 
no way. Yeah, then we had some beer, and then I started drawing on the C64. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And over over the over the time, I was one of the m most known um, uh, BBS graphics people that existed back then. So I did a lot of stuff then, and I really loved like the community that was growing there, like the sharing, the competition, mm -hmm. you know, like the demo competition, who was cracking the games first, who did the best, this and that, and. Um, I enjoyed also the the parties back then, the demo parties, which were pretty similar to the the conferences actually, except right. from people were actively doing something most of the time. And there were demo codings were going on, like 4K competitions, and but really really lovely community and uh, a good vibe in in a way. <clears throat> except we didn't sleep in hotels back then. No no money, you know. <laughs> it was more like you slept slept under the table where you were programming on during the day. So <laughs> and sleeping bags. <laughs> but whether rented the hall, the hall got used twenty four seven. Yeah. So <laughs> um yeah, and I, I really loved this and I I have seen so many similarities to the uh Flash community because the Flash community was similar to what we did back then with the Commodore. Uh trying to trying to break the limitations we have. You know, Flash was always like a tool mm -hmm. for animations, but like that got a bit of coding into it. And then you had you had seen so many different kinds of people in the Flash uh, community. Like there were really good programmers. There were really good graphicians. There were, like, I mean, all kinds of people. And they tried to do mm -hmm. something together. They were all using the same tool in a way, you know. And uh, that was reminding me really of, of good old days <laughs> where where uh, where I was like having contact to so many like like musicians and talented coders and stuff and you know um, I, I, I felt in a way I felt back home so there was uh, for, for me it was quite easy to to uh, to br to to make a bridge to my to my older demo scene and computer life and really mm -hmm. I loved like connecting these different kinds of people like oh like when i when i thought like oh, well he needs a musician well i know this guy uh oh no th this girl and then you know like you you, you directly had a, a a person in mind and you you brought them together which is like for me a natural thing and uh, quite easy mm -hmm. do you can you see that happening now can you see that you mm -hmm. know that kind of community starting up now the the only thing i can think of that's similar right now would be like uh that YouTube convention where they bring in famous YouTubers. And it's, it's basically, we surround, you know, we surround the theme of it to content creation. So look at this YouTuber who does funny pranks. Look at this YouTuber who does yeah. tutorials. Look at this YouTuber who, you know, does workshop stuff and, you know, wood, woodworking. That's, that's the, the, that's the only thing I can think of that, that would work like that now, because we had an acceptance towards forums. We had an acceptance toward, you know, it was like you would come in and you would actively participate yes. in, in the discourse and the discourse was sort of constant and consistent. And yes. if you were a jerk, you were kicked off of it. You know what I mean? So like, like, cause flash, flash and TO, which became flash in the can, which became FITC flash and TO was a forum. It was a group of us that got together once a month, but eventually it was launched into a forum. And that forum was what created the user group, which when, you know, uh, became the kickoff for, for Flash in the Can. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was only because of the sheer number of people that were using it that the decision to have a conference came up. Otherwise, you know, <clears throat> no one would do it. Yes. So, I mean, like, that would be the same with you, right? Like, you saw the numbers participating 
and then probably just posted going like, hey, if I had a conference, would anybody come? Yeah, yeah exactly. And people reacted, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and uh, uh, really, we, we in, in, in 2005, um, we actually did also the uh, launch um, roadshow for Macromedia back then for Studio 8 over here in Germany because we were such a, um, maybe not the biggest kind of community, but like the one of the... Um, Ah, is, is it, it's hard to say like honest most honest ones like the kind of like mm -hmm. most authentic ones because there were like lots of uh, different characters in there and uh, everybody who came had such a kind of like positive aura around them you know uh, right yeah but, but back to your questions do i see it nowadays um i never attended one of those youtube events you mentioned but um uh yeah, there are there are still events uh, that mm -hmm. have the same kind of spirit. It's more the smaller ones and the 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 ones that are driven from like an, a person or a small team. There's a, there's a couple of good uh, right. good, uh, good examples that that, that, I, that I have in mind. Um, I, I, uh, it wouldn't help to mention them here, but I'm happy to send a few links if you like, because um, yeah, they, they all have a certain focus, um, but they are mostly mostly very passionate people driving these conferences or events uh, it's because like conferences is a certain <laughs> theme that doesn't fit really to to what they do uh yes they are still out there i well, guess they're meetups they're, right like there's they're yeah. more more or less there's more of a no, meetup they're, they're, they have a couple now. of hundred uh, attendees um so it's like two to three hundred okay. four hundred attendees what, what i'm thinking of <clears throat> sure but but still um still you wouldn't find them because it's not like one of those bigger topics like uh, uh like online marketing rockstar or like this kind of stuff you know um, <laughs> um yeah it makes me think about um you know very specifically uh, blender conferences in mm -hmm. the blender community so blender the the 3d authoring tool design tool yeah. uh which i think has there's a lot of correlation to uh, what flash was back in the day, right? So yeah. uh, you had people who were using a very specific t tool to do something new and innovative on the web. Uh, now, I mean, 3D uh, graphics have been around for for much longer now than you know online animation was around mm -hmm. then. Uh, so I think the I'm guessing that the uh, subject of the talks and how they talk about innovation and uh, and how they you know like push the field forward is very different than what was going on in in flash back in the day i'm assuming i wasn't there for those but i'm assuming that because things were so new and because this community was really trying to you know figure stuff out mm. how is this going to work on the web you know from from uh, flash and to from meeting to meeting um you probably had people coming up with wholly new things and i, I think that there was a little bit of that in in the the virtual reality scene as well yeah um like vrto and uh toronto vr were two groups yeah. that did the same yeah. thing mm -hmm. yeah i guess I, I mean it's always this kind of like um adventurous spirit that drives people and brings them together you know like you you, you learn from each other and that actually was something that, that I, I really was like i, I remember 2000, 2001 was my very first flash event i went to it was um Flash forward in Amsterdam, and uh, th that is where I met a lot of people I, I, I still know. Um, this is Ho uh, Hoskifert and 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 um, Josh Davis, for example. And it's like all these people who I who I I've read books uh, from and who I've seen like in the internet. I was following, you know, 
and they were they were also easy with uh, sharing ideas and sharing their their stuff you know you, you could ask a question and nobody yeah. was like well i won't tell you who are you then because no complete opposite right everybody was like yeah well join us come come on sit down for a drink and blah 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 and so yeah you had just a really good time sharing sharing stuff and like nobody was really like pushing you away in, in, in for some reason um and I, I really i really was impressed with that and I, I thought like well and that was the same year when uh, uh sasha and i with the flash forum uh put on our very first conference right because i thought like well that's that's i'm back home i'm back in the demo days right from c64 right so yeah very good uh, yeah inspiration. it's you know it's like i would say my, my first conference was flash flash forward in san francisco mm -hmm. and i i i got I got a, a free ticket because I was a finalist in one of the categories. Mm -hmm. I didn't win. I didn't win. I lost to Grant Skinner, who turned into a great friend. <laughs> and, you know, I met Eric Natsky there. And, you know, it was like this whole thing. It was one of those interesting opportunities where we <clears throat> we essentially created rock stars out of, you know, curious artists. Mm -hmm. But then those artists turned into massive sharers of mm -hmm. information and it yes. didn't come down to like, you don't only hear from them when they stand on stage, you nope. could email them or, or call them or text them and, yeah. and they would re respond, which was one of the coolest things about it was, was th that sharing of information was, was so constant and, and willing. Like I had a thing with Eric Natsky where he was one of my biggest heroes when, when I started in 2000. And I, I remember I'd email him files and he'd email back the files altered. And yeah. we had a thing that we were ping ponging back and forth and it was so much fun. It is. Yeah. Um, I remember the, and it all started things. just from seeing that person on stage, yeah. you know? And, and, uh, that's what I, what I try. Cause many of the younger people, uh, who were pretty young still when flash was the thing. And, uh, maybe, uh, now think of like flash, like one of these old things or like, Oh shit. And, <laughs> that that uh, I, I try to encourage them to do the same, right? Like, don't be afraid. Just ask. All you can get in the most extreme is a no or like nothing at all, because nobody would answer the email. But if you see someone at an event, just go and like, like say say hello. And say, what like, have I, you got to lose? Yeah, right? nothing like, really. And, and this this yeah. is what I really try to encourage. I don't have any Q A Q and A's on my conference. Um, but what I do is like uh, I encourage people to say like. You know, this this person is we don't have a vip room or anything so this person is sitting here like just go there and speak uh, to the person and mm -hmm. don't don't be afraid of of like, you know they're here and if, if they don't want to they, they they would go to the hotel or whatever but you know yeah <clears throat> that was one of the nicest things about um john davies conference was the fact that his the hotel the hotel where he's <laughs> stored his speakers <laughs> was where everybody met up yeah. you know so that the, the the old ship was where we all hung yes. out in the bar and essentially took it over until you know very late yes they didn't they couldn't close it until we stopped you know what i they mean they didn't want to they made so I always, much money always i guess <laughs> sorry go ahead I, i'm cutting you off no no i just said like they they they, uh, they didn't want to because they they made so much money <laughs> so of course they oh did. my god <laughs> yeah yeah sort of bananas um so i'm reminded of um so when I started my career, it was in animation, and I was in Ottawa, mm -hmm. Canada. And um, one of the, the two big animation festivals in the world at the time was the Ottawa International Animation Festival. So as a student, I actually volunteered and worked 
and uh, ended up meeting a lot of people. And I think that was my first real taste of what a conference can be like. Yeah. Uh, and I realized very early that it wasn't about the the films that were being shown. It wasn't about the, um, the, the talks being given. It was more about the connections with people yep. that you made afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is something that you know, it has been discussed. Like, for instance, there's, there was a, a, a discussion about how Silicon Valley uh, became what it became because uh, everyone who worked there got together in the same few bars after work, and they were all working at these uh, innovative startups trying to, um, uh, you know, like create new technologies. So we're now dealing with a situation where we don't have this sort of... Um, social gathering of people after work happy hour whatever you want to call it um obviously your conference and other conferences have been affected by covid and we don't have these forums to get together as a community uh, a like-minded community to share ideas and um in my opinion that that's uh, that is a big problem and i think it's uh it's overlooked as as one of the, the major effects of covid is that we are becoming um, difficult to uh, it's becoming difficult to uh, gather mm-hmm. right not yeah. just physically but just the, the gathering of ideas I would say mm-hmm. um, but what about taking that and, and trying to move forward with some kind of online digital connection co- digital conference it's, um, it's difficult. have you looked into any of that stuff or what are your thoughts about it yeah, I, I think it's difficult uh, because like one of the m- biggest reasons uh, I think for people coming to my event actually, this is what I can, uh, can talk about because I've spoken to a couple of people, is um, I um, th- they they enjoy being there. You know, I encourage everybody mm-hmm. to to leave in leave leave the, the the phones in their pockets, the laptops in their bags, or in the hotel even, uh, and and just be there for the two days being. Um, to, f- to forget about like their 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 jobs and, and stuff, but just like enjoy being there, and most of the people really actually do uh, exactly this, and um, this is this is so hard to to uh, match in an online world in an online event, um, <clears throat> and since March I had time to think about it, and I attended so many online events, small ones, big ones, and even though I I I, I tried. To really be interested in stuff there, after after like a couple of events I attended, I started like checking emails, go and make myself a sandwich while the mm-hmm. conference was going on, because also everybody was recording their stuff, and I thought like, well, I, if I miss something, I can I could I can check it later, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and and this this is the point. You can't or you don't usually record a hallway track. The, the time at the bar, the time in the cafe, the time during dinner, where you have all the interesting conversations, where you meet new people, where you meet people who are like, like-minded, you know? Um, and this yep. is something that doesn't happen online. And as much as you try with like virtual tables and like networking breakout rooms, it breakout is not the same. It is just not the yeah. same, you know? Um, yeah. So, it's, yes. It, you know, it's, I mean, you and I talked about the last time you were in Toronto, you and I talked about the the networking event I'd set up that was about job hunting and job finding. Yes. And, and I, I tried to do one online in April, you know, we're a month in to lockdown. 
and all these people had signed up and i mean i had like i had a hundred signups and 20 people showed up yeah. kind of thing uh, you know no, and it's just, it's just I, not the same i said and it the experience was, the same yeah yeah i don't know i uh, i i it's 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 kind of sad because like i have been asked the same question like stefan asked you is like what well how will you do an online version of it and i just go i don't know i tried it i didn't like it i may just wait it out and you know it's okay if it doesn't do anything for two years or whatever mm. <laughs> mine is okay because my job doesn't depend on this event i am very curious about some of the some of the various adaptations you've made over the course of the past eight nine months um because i have followed what you've been doing you know your studio setup has obviously gotten way better yes um you've you've put more attention to and and you can see it with stefan as well once he's decided he was going to you know concentrate on the look of his display it's just both of you guys look so friggin' good and i just look like a <laughs> i look like what i do don't say care. that's a matter of the just, equipment you know, <laughs> it's, not. it's okay it's okay i'll, I'll get over it. I, it it's the longer i look at my window and and stefan's you know whatever you call her the <laughs> taylor from uh dallas the the filter they would put on her <laughs> he's got a, a, a slight vaseline smear you know and yours is so nice and you both have your beautiful lighting and it, it, okay, sorry. I, I'm getting to a point. The point was, the point was that it, I I watched you invest yes. in and take time. Yes, and was part of that because of having attended so many online conferences or meetups or whatever. Did you sort sort of say, okay, well, if I'm going to do it this way, I need to do it right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of this stuff also. I take. The same example is uh, um, in-person events as well. It's all the details that matter. It's the stuff that people don't see. You know, it's usually the stuff that you do because you think, ah, that's an extra tweak, an extra like, thing you can screw in here and like bolt down there. <clears throat> so really, tape down in the back. I always describe my event as something that is from the back. You would see like a lot of tape and glue and stuff. But you know, like from from mm. the front in the audience, yeah. <laughs> you see like, whoa, that looks wonderful and you go like well i hold it together <laughs> with like all these strings in the back so <laughs> there's one person holding on like my arms are really tired mark can i stop <laughs> but but oh the, the, stay where you are this kind of stuff is uh, what, what matters to me uh, you, you, and as someone paying attention to these details you will you will notice and i i think sometimes even the people who won't notice they will certainly th say um things like well um the atmosphere was great or the kind of it's a know, subconscious thing you, re, you relate on a very subconscious level to that sort of detail and i, I think to myself it doesn't look thrown together exactly and uh, the same goes for the online world even though you won't won't have this kind of like um in-person experience it's still the little things and if i if i myself put in effort to make not myself but at least my background look good for you um then that, that that might pay off, and if not, at least I had fun doing it, you know. And I, I think I gave my very best to to at least have my impression of my, my like my picture, my frame I'm in, uh, this kind of video 
um, make, make make it look good and have good audio quality, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. it's it's just what I think. Uh, I it's it's my job in a way. It's it's the stuff where I I invite people to join my online event. Um, as as uh, the same um, with the with the real conferences, I invite people, so I am the host, and I owe them, you know, so because they're coming. Yeah. To my invite uh, invitation, and um, so therefore I owe them that I give my very best to be a good host, no matter online or offline. So that that is all really. Um, mm -hmm. um, what was the you had done? Um, you had done something recently. I thought you had run a workshop. I I can't remember. You it was like you had a whole setup with multi cameras and. <clears throat> Um, was it a panel? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, no, what liking. I do right now um, since uh, beginning of September is something I call Stay Curious. Um, and I call it a little online cafe. The idea is uh, to invite um, two uh, people um, <clears throat> who give uh, short presentations and then have a conversation about this kind of stuff. And... Um, um, usually uh, it ends up being about two or three hours in total. Uh, um, I have my uh, Toby, the DJ I have got, <clears throat> and um, he, he's doing live music in between the talks uh, online, you know, like, so it's all kind of like a little... That's really, awesome. My idea would be, um, it's... Uh, I, I remembered a cafe that was... Uh, um, long time ago I must have been 89 or something where I was playing there with my band back in school and that was like um, a cafe which usually um, would be a, a, a usual pub and they had a little corner like a, a seating in the in the corner where um, where the bands would play they would um, put it put it just a, um, a bar in between the seating and then the, the drums would be raised and, and you would stand, stand really just small place. Really. So it would hold 50 <laughs> people maybe. And I thought like, well, what if I do a little cafe and I don't, I don't care how many people in the, in the end would come. But the idea would be uh, you have these two people present their, their presentations. And then afterwards we have a conversation about these kind of topics. So I have a theme every time, which is not like super important, but it's more like a hook to for for the show, you know, like that people know what what's going mm -hmm. to be about. So next uh, next week, um, Wednesday, uh, will be a tinkering, and um, Cassie Evans and uh, uh, Charlie Jarrah uh, will speak about SVG and their um, uh, um, web. Um, <clears throat> what is it? Um, what Charlie is going to speak about? Some new tinkering she did with a uh, JavaScript engine about web uh, VR, I think, uh, stuff. So like they they're all just so playful. So I thought like why why don't you come and just speak about this? And then uh, the week before, um, oh no, the two weeks every two weeks it is sorry. So the two weeks before it was um, um, James Victoria and uh, Gavin Strange, for example, speaking about motivation mm -hmm. and like how they uh, how they motivate people to like um, overcome the fear of like being not good enough and this kind of stuff, you know, like this kind of like what everybody has got, like, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as good. And how, how can I get better? Should I specialize? Should I focus on something or should I be a, like a, a multidisciplinary designer where I like speak about, right. it, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we, we, we chatted a lot about this 
and and then the, the in another show it was uh, Rob Draper and Vic Lee. They were speaking about like uh, illustrations and designing stuff. So um, and uh, Vic was speaking about his uh, uh, his Corona book that he he has drawn during the lockdown. So for me, the idea would be, as the name says, stay curious. Like just connect and yeah. um, like l look at these people, and maybe they can in inspire you, encourage you to just keep keep going and and do stuff. So. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, <clears throat> that's what the podcast the, has turned into is our, you know, we, we're definitely interested in what has helped people along the way, either maintain or, or improve or just to keep going, mm -hmm. most especially in this environment, you know, we're dealing with now we're kind of dealing with an exhaustion of the whole, the whole scenario. It is, it is nice to see that you are as dedicated to i don't want to say the entertainment part of it but the entertainment part of it yeah, the, yeah. The, you know making sure that people that are generally kind of bummed out can listen to someone who is doing their best and staying positive or attempting to stay positive yeah. and help help those people be the same you know i mean don't get me wrong uh, it's not that i'm not at home sometimes especially during these times where i go like well, it's all just shit. I just, I should stop and just go and be, become a butcher or whatever, you know, like just do something else uh, because it's so hard at the moment because I don't have any perspective. Nobody says, oh, you know, February next year, all this will be over and you can start yeah. running events again. No, it's not. Nobody can tell me. So yeah. at some point I do have to do something. Well, the, some the, last, the last people that, that went through this was a hundred years ago. Yeah. So you know, we, we have the distinct advantage of a fully interconnected world that, you know, we can speak with someone from Germany oh, yeah. and not be, not be like, Oh, well, we sent them a telegram and they've sent back a response. And <laughs> you know, yeah, true. it's, it's, uh, we, we are, we have that advantage at Very least, true, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that although we're all dealing with it in our own distinct ways, and maybe even not that distinct. Everyone's dealing with it in the same way. Just Absolutely, like, oh, yeah. Here we and, go and that's what, what that that actually is what. But uh, we're doing it. What grounds me all the time is not thinking about me, but looking at other people. Because you know, like I'm still in the house. I have a healthy family. Everybody's okay, so I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. okay. I don't earn any money yeah. for this year. Yeah, could be a problem in the future. But you know, there's like so many people who are who are worse. <laughs> concerning like health concerning the situation that they are in right so therefore i'm okay mm -hmm. i'm absolutely okay I, I i don't complain i'm I'm just like sometimes i feel a bit shit sitting here and going like well what's the perspective you know so I'm a, it's a bit it's a bit scary in a way but still i'm, I'm not sure. complaining there's like so many people who are worse like in in, in that matter who yeah yeah I, I i will i will say that like one of the one of the things that's helped is having that perspective you know i think every time stefan and i have the this conversation it always ends up mm -hmm. with me going i'm so glad i have a job like i just i couldn't imagine if i was freelance and struggling with paying my bills at the yeah. same time as all of this is going on um i do i do think that what you've done uh in the past you know you, you've been very gracious to you know in our conversations before but to, to see how, how you have been dealing with this is, is, um, very gratifying as a, as someone who knows you to, 
to see how you are you know it's not just a matter of coping you're mm-hmm. you know accelerating something for other people and that's always something i i have admired about you yeah um, I, but i have to say that comes from um all the people who are attending my event uh, or a lot at least uh, mm-hmm. it started before we had the lockdown in germany that um bianca castle for example to mention one name uh said um, has written me an email and said like just to let you know you didn't cancel your events yet or didn't postpone any events but if you do so keep the money for my tickets and she bought a ticket for Berlin Düsseldorf which is 600 euros and she said like I'm gonna buy new ones so just keep the money and and this kind of stuff that happens right out of the blue someone sends you an email or like uh, that people uh, all of a sudden uh, the door goes and then I, I, I get a new package like with a bottle of gin from someone who's like well just thought of you and uh, found this gin and you're gonna go like well wow so for me it is just like giving yeah. back or passing that through you know <clears throat> what you experience and i'm very thankful and very grateful for for all these people who are so nice to me and who, who have such a great and positive uh, influence on me uh, really because otherwise i wouldn't do it actually and and that's something i said before uh, corona already because it's yes i earn my money with it and i need to um and yes it's not always fun as no job is really it's like always you come to a point where where you think like well is this still the right thing uh how do i continue and all this kind of stuff but like then like meeting these people at the events or getting the feedback afterwards this is what like keeps you going really and um, i guess that comes back to the stuff we said in the beginning about the sharing and the open-minded mind, people and all this kind of stuff you know that and that closes the, 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 the circle in a way <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Is that you saying goodbye? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback, and I am out. out. <laughs> Mic drop. You're like, my wine's empty. I got to fill my glass. Uh, I got stuff to talk to. Oh, you have a whole bottle sitting right there. There you go. That's Perfect. German efficiency right there. Boy, yes, I'm well, I'm well prepared. I'm well prepared. <laughs> um <clears throat> Stefan, do you have anything to um to ask? Um well I I, I was going to say um it's like you've talked about your team and you've talked about um you know the, the the or the community that comes to your events and uh and and how they sort of have helped support you or have supported, you know, your changes to the the conference but um you mentioned earlier, and and you're absolutely right. We don't know how long this is going to last. Yes, uh, you know we don't know uh, how drastic this is. We're 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 right in the middle of it. So, um, you know, and Hugh and I have had these conversations before too. But you know, what does this mean moving forward? And and how can we not just say, well, it's COVID. I'm just going to stay home and you know watch Netflix. Uh, you know, we need to be thinking about, no, things need to move on. Things need to keep going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Hugh, you've mentioned as well, uh, previous uh, pandemics, um, people didn't just stop. They no. they found a way to keep moving. Um, and I love the idea of, of your, uh, your, like, your coffee house with the DJ. And that, to me, speaks to the the idea that if you're going to have a conference online, don't make it like a conference no. that you would have in person. Um, because as you mentioned, 
people are recording their talks so you don't feel like you're going to miss out if you leave if you leave the the computer screen and do something else so okay that's that's not what we're missing that that we can all get from watching recorded videos on youtube but what you know how can we change the the idea of the conference to something that works online that captures that sort of in the hallway conversation or that you know a uh, shared drink in the hotel bar it's a tough question really <laughs> a really tough question so um mm -hmm. <clears throat> what what i tried in the in the first couple of uh, uh episodes of the stay curious cafe was i opened the camera and the mic to everybody after the talks were done didn't quite work out because everybody was like hey, you know we we would meet and we would say like oh well long time no scene and we would capture like the whole conversation would be just us about like oh like well a long time not seen <laughs> that happened uh, which is lovely don't get me wrong but then th this doesn't work online because you can't then just go mm. like turn around have a drink like us us three could have a drink and the, the rest of the conversation would go on because you know you have to be careful not to interrupt anyone online you don't have to, so it's really really tough um and uh, um, as mentioned earlier, breakout rooms really don't work well either because that's like separation mm -hmm. before the conversation even mm -hmm. starts, right? So, so I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's it's not. It's really hard to answer. So, I thought like, if I then turn off the mic and the camera again and just like have the conversation in text at least as long as I have the conversation towards the presentations so that I could then moderate the questions and lead the conversation away. And that works out pretty well, even though I, in my ideal thinking, I would say I'd love everybody on camera after the talks and then, but really it does not work. There's like always someone, um, I don't mean it without, uh, with, with any like um, angriness or something, like there's always someone who's like, the, the most um, leading person, the most like loudest, mm -hmm. uh, the, the loudest voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, and w where you could avoid that in the hallway or at the bar or in a cafe, you can't online because that's the person taking over the co the whole conversation for everybody in the on camera. <clears throat> so that's that's not working. So I, I I decided not to turn on camera and mic as long as we have the official event going on, and then maybe later we just say like, well, this is the Zoom link. Now let's have a drink, and then. This is something completely different, you know, like then when I end the event, then actually, mm -hmm. and that's mostly, mostly then the, 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 the core people that always come and kind of stuff. So it's not nothing officially. Most, most of the times the, the, the speakers are not even there then anymore because that's, they, they spend time zones. Like, you know, when I, when I have eight o'clock, most of the times for the U S people, it's, it's like 12 or two or something. So <clears throat> it's not always working. Um, no. Yeah, which, you know, I, I've started to think a lot more about um, asynchronous communication tools like Slack mm -hmm. uh, or Discord even. Mm -hmm. um, and it, these are these are tools that I'm actually using in the classroom as well so that um, students can communicate with one another asynchronously over text. Uh, yes. We have a weekly class, obviously, where everyone gets together. Uh, but also we can do one-on-one -on -one chats. And it's... I'm finding that there's there's more of a connection there because y you have that ability to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone else in text, which then can get escalated to something that is a video chat. Mm -hmm. um, 
it makes it very different from a conference, but I think that it, what it does do is uh, foster that sense of community. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that that to me has always been the greatest part of conferences, especially speaking at conferences where you get to meet a lot of the other speakers um, and, and then also engage with your, your audience, you know, after my favorite times are after giving a, a presentation is talking to the people who come up and have more questions or have specific questions about the things that they're working on. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, can we get online communities to have that same impact? In, in, uh, in some way it's like going back in time, right? Because we were speaking about the, the forum I ran <laughs> earlier, right? So, hey, a forum was a well-working community in text really <laughs> so forums mm -hmm. then at some point became outdated and everyone was like oh it's old-fashioned who runs a forum nowadays right yeah so now discord slack you, you name it uh, are the new tools but in and really it's kind of the same <laughs> so yes mm -hmm. we're back to this at the moment absolutely and uh, um uh, uh, for some reason it does not really work with my people we have a slack channel and it's like close to 600 people in there <clears throat> from the events but the conversations are like always the same kind of people so it's like a handful of people maybe leading the conversation um mm -hmm. where where that mm -hmm. really works well is um for like i don't know if you know the cms called kirby it's a uh, file-based cms And uh, they have a, uh, they had a Slack uh, a community really well working, but got, got, it worked so well that they're now switched to Discord. And um, there's lots of conversations on there. Bastian has, does a really good job in keeping people in the loop of like what's next, what he's working on and all this kind of stuff. So, and I'm a bit like jealous about this kind of stuff because I thought like, well, you know, and that's, that, that's the point then where I get to the conclusion that you can't force people to like, either it grows into something like this and that's what happened back to the flash forum people were just like naturally in there and they checked back <clears throat> and um, even if you take it a bit a, a little bit uh, more into the past like the bbs's the bulletin boards back then same same thing like you checked in and you were like addicted to like see what's the new posts what's like and check yeah. and answered like it was more like a real-time conversation right and uh, but just like and there were no notifications you no. had to go and check <laughs> exactly. you know i think that's the funniest thing right now is every single app provides a no notification so you can choose i i don't let anything tell me anything so that's whatever but you know i watch friends at you know bars or whatever they just be constantly looking at their phones i remember one guy had every app that he had he allowed it to notify him. So it was like, he was just constantly opening his phone. I was like, are you, are we hanging out or what? Like, is the person who liked your photo that important can you, can to you, you, you know? Like, is, are they coming out? Are they coming to have a drink or are they somewhere in Australia liking your photo? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was the, the connection, the connection that comes from being face to face with people is, is a real thing. Yep. You know, I was joking that I had gotten in, in my head that all of my coworkers were the same height as me because we all framed ourselves the exact same way. And I went to drop off an iPad at a coworker's house and she came down from her condo and I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot that you're five feet tall. I totally had forgotten it. I thought we were the same height in my head. We were the same height, you know, like. Just yep. because we all frame ourselves the same way, I thought we were all the same height. You know, like it was 
such a strange thing. Yeah. Oh my God. How tall are you, Mark? <laughs> if your camera can't even cut, you know what I mean? Like it's anyways, that's, this is an aside. My cat is trying to chew stuff beside me and she's chasing a boat. There she is. I, yeah, I'm trying to find, ago, it looked like you're <clears throat> sorry. Second ago, there she is again. I'm trying to find somebody had done a, a documentary with you. Oh yeah. They started. Yes. Um, it's, not, it's not yet done, but they released two, okay. uh, two trailers already. Um, and it's um, um, the idea um, was to release it next year when we had 10 years of mm. Beyond Tyrant. But obviously, because we are not able to run any events this year to record <laughs> this year, it will be postponed at least for a year. Okay. Sadly. <clears throat> but um, okay. the idea, w w uh, I think, uh, of them was um, to capture three things. Uh, me running it completely on my own. Uh, yeah. as one part then secondly the event itself what is special at the event or why are people coming and uh, three the people coming so they they would like to um, um, get an impression of those uh, attendees who say like well, this is the reason why we come back or this is the reason why we got excited for it and bought a ticket so um, it's it's like three-parted thing um, um, what they're planning to do. Mm. At least that was the last plan they had. It's not a, a, a movie I do or I am involved in. I'm just like a person being the in subject. the movie. <laughs> so uh, therefore, uh, okay. Stefan. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> I, I, I am. I, I would like to see it. I would like to see the, can uh, you, if you share the, the link to the trailer, yes, we'll, I will. I will. definitely um, put it up. I remember it being just like, it just felt like a love letter to you. Oh yeah. You know, that, like it was one of those things. It feels where the so person, strange. I can tell really you. really, they painted they painted a nice picture of how much you how much what you do matters to you yeah that's true you know like that's true. those those things are those things and you know when you talk about um how the experience of being there or the experience of seeing you actually matters to to you you know what i mean like that sort of thing if they're going to look at you online they need to have a good picture of you if they're going to hear you online, they need to hear you well. Um, I think that that's, it comes across. And I think that that's why that documentary is being made and why they're so interested in talking about it is because of the fact that you care about what the presentation is. It's not just about, it's not just about making your money and walking away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, um, Sometimes it's a bit that I have to fight against this kind of, um, um, yeah. How do I how I do how do, how do I uh, phrase this? Fight against the the kind of cliche that like money is not important, you know. Like I'm doing it all for passion and love and stuff. No, it's not not true. I'm I'm doing this to earn my money, but I try to do it in a yeah. way that I'm I'm having fun, and that all the people joining me for this also are having fun, and in a way that I don't. Uh, I don't rip them off, you know. So I, yeah, I, I've really carefully thought back when I started it, how much money can I charge for this? And I found out, so this is not working. I charge a little bit more. Everybody was okay. Got to a point that like, I think in the third year, I was asking on stage, uh, should I pay the, uh, should I make the tickets more expensive? And the, the whole bloody audience said like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> So that's so nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. If they if they're going to come back and they're willing to pay more, I mean, it's not in. Okay, so I say willing to pay more. I think yeah. the thing is that it's it, the, 
to say willing is is like a, oh well they would do it if they if you pay, if you charge them more they would do it it's more like they were they were willing to support you yes. by paying more and <clears throat> exactly. i think that that's what is that's what stands you in, in excellent stead as opposed to some conferences where you see the cost of the ticket and you immediately question the value of it. You're yeah. like, why is this 700 bucks? Why is this a thousand dollars? I mean, there's what like can a lot I possibly of get out of this pricing, pricing an event is something, uh, that's, that's very, very complicated and complex. I mean, you know, sometimes it's about like the food is included drinks is included and sometimes with the fanciest events it's even cocktails and stuff you know but it's all the matter of like mm -hmm. how you want to frame and set up your event and how you like your event to be uh, received as in like you know um, should it be like a holiday do I want to have like all the fanciest food and stuff absolutely fine and I know events and I, I uh, where I've been at where, where, where the food is really really great and I know also events where you pay for the food with your ticket price and you get like the food where people then complain about the food and this is like yeah it ma makes it really really difficult and i de just decided i uh what i want to want to want to make with my ticket prices i want to make a living from what i do um i want to have the people coming a good time um i don't need the food i decided not to do any uh, catering at my event <clears throat> i try to talk to the to the uh, people running the uh, the venue the catering people and say like listen these t these people are here for like two days so usually you have evening events where it is like some kind of like theater play or like a musical or something where people drink a coke or a beer or a glass of wine or maybe two where they are happy to pay like <laughs> 750 for for a glass of wine right but um, sure. if, if you're there for two days and you spent your two days completely in this venue because there's like a program going on, you don't want to pay like 750 for like a glass of wine or like even 450 for a glass of Coke all the time. So I said like, those people are not stupid. They go, they're going to go outside and they're going to go, they're going to get a bottle of Coke somewhere in a shop and they yeah, don't, you'll get, you'll get nothing. Yes. Is the, is so the I said point, like, right? So how can we deal with this? So this is different because, you know, they have to learn as well. Usually they don't do these kind of events because I, I usually pick venues where there's like a theater with cabaret theater where they have round tables and lights on it. And it's not a conference venue where they usually know what they what they're gonna right. deal with right so obviously it's a learning thing for them as well so you have to sit down with them explain them and then they're they're good people and they they want to they want to do the best to have a good time with you as well and it's got to a point where the Dusseldorf venue the 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 bar staff always ask like can we have t-shirts from you so we we look like we are part of the team so they get oh, like the staff nice. t-shirts from me and that's the point where you go like okay they understood it's all about like we are being here yeah. together, right? We, we're all ex includes, in, including uh, them. Want to have a good time and uh, want to be friendly with it, with each other, and uh, yeah. So it's not like that. That I think they're gonna ripping me off if they uh, in the first place give me a price where it's like, well, that's a bit too much. It's just like their regular business, and then you have to speak sure. to them and tell them and explain what this actually is, what you're doing. Yeah, I you know I. I think in terms of like the podcast, one of the things that we, 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 we have little pins, we have a pin that says can't sell this on it. And it's, and it's one of the things that we've always given a guest. And when we were recording with them live, we'd hand them a pin and always be like, Oh, thanks so much. Um, and I mail the pins to our remote guests. So I'll be like, I'll give me your address and I'll, I'll mail them a pin. And they yeah. always send me a photo of them holding the pin. And I'm like, this is the best thing. Cause they always feel like they're, 
it's like this little addition to like a little cherry on top mm-hmm. to the whole experience, you know? And I, you know, those things are not, <clears throat> they're not difficult to do, no. but it is a thing that you need to think about, you know? And, and when, when it comes to events and it, when it comes to what you do, it seems to me, and I, I, I do hope that this all sort of deals with itself and, you know, you can run your events again. I remember every time I would run into you, I would say, man, I really want to come. Yeah. It's just, it's such a big trip. And, you know, uh, I remember one time going like, man, I, I, I wish I could speak at your conference. Said, well, do something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easy at that. You don't have I was like, man, I'm always doing interesting things. I'm just not doing interesting to people that care. You know, like I, I'm interesting, but no, it was a funny, you definitely are. it was one of those moments when I was like, man, I got to start, I got to start doing development again, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, not needed. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Uh, do something. I'm like, man, you know what? Um, but uh, sorry. I, I think that I think one of the one of the things that we need to acknowledge is the length of time. You know, I think, we, you know, we definitely have, we've discussed the fact that you've been doing this for 15, 10 years, you know, but Beyond Teleron was 10 years and then before yeah, that was years. Flash Forum, yeah. right? So, um, you've already, we, you and I, it's funny because you and I have talked about this personally, but you've, you've had some difficulties that you've had to get, a, get through, oh, yeah. um, to be able to keep going you know there, there have been things that have happened that have stopped you cold and you think do i keep going after this uh do you want to talk about that at all or you mean the, the family stuff with my brother dying and stuff yeah like the that? family yeah. stuff or... <clears throat> yeah um... <laughs> no it's, it's, i mean i share it all. I share, so i'm not the kind of person who's like always like uh publishing um photos of your kids and stuff online everybody should do what they want to do like not, not, not a criticism here it's just um, I'm, I'm usually like all the social media stuff you see is just about me and what like what I do in terms of beyond Tolerant. But when it came right. to the the really tough things that happened, I always did a little something online in my personal blog. And um, right. first thing was really and um, yeah, again um, one of the initial starting points <clears throat> with um, beyond Tolerant with my brother. Um, with his cancer diagnosis and like the conversation I had with him. It wasn't, I, I can't really remember where it completely was connected to, but like to bring it down to one point was the situation which I mentioned earlier when he said like living every day as if the day is the last day you live. So obviously- Why do you it, wait until you? it is your yeah, last day, right? Exactly. And I remember also John at Davey who uh, used to run uh, Reasons to be Creative um, and f- before this uh, Flesh on the Beach, um, uh, who said like uh, you know the only thing I don't want to do is like lying on my deathbed and saying like oh, I'm, I'm glad I paid all the bills you know this this is like a similar <laughs> thing where you go like okay that, that just like, wakes you up and yeah and it's it's just a uh, something they said but it it's something where I, I think yeah there is some wiseness in it you know um, yeah. so uh, and the stuff my brother said was uh, causing me to sit down and think about what I was doing, even though I was actually happy, you know, but you, I bet everybody of us uh, and, uh, ha- has these moments where you, where you, in your happy moments, usually, 
stop and think, well, is this really the end of it? Is this, is this the stuff I want to do until I die or whatever, until whatever happens? Um, so and I, I made the decision, the, the, the decision to go full time on the on the on the conference business. But then in um, in 2013, uh, when I was like even happier because I started the conference and it was starting well. 2011 went like boom, nearly sold out already with the first event already, with like 500 people close to it came like, and I thought like wow, fantastic. Um, but then the, the huge fear came where I thought like, well, will there be a second day where people come back, you know, like, because never take it for granted. So I was like, oh, will people come back? And they did. And it was even like closer mm -hmm. to selling out. And uh, I thought like, wow, crazy. Third year came and um, same question. And that's what, what, what kept me kept me going is this kind of like not sitting down and thinking, ah, they will come back. So this moment caught me in 2013 when I thought like, oh, well, it's going really well thinking about expanding. What if I run another one in Berlin? And I remember Eric Speakerman back then, say he's a German typographer uh, and, and mm -hmm. uh, type, type person. He um, was at my event in Düsseldorf in 2013. And uh, I, uh, he is from Berlin. So I said like, well, Eric, you know, I, I'm thinking about going to Berlin, um, but I fear that nobody will come because, you know, like I established this event in Düsseldorf for three years now. And he's like, oh, Mark, don't be stupid. That's the way he is, right? Like, don't be stupid. <laughs> you, every Everybody I tell about your event is like, well, well that's a, such a fantastic event. And Mark is such a great guy. Like, of course it will work. And I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, like, I got to imagine he was doing this in German, yes, which sound, probably sounded even more like, yes. blah, 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 yes, you know, absolutely. <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, well, I thought like, okay, then we do this. And in 2013, my other brother died, not the one who was diagnosed with cancer, but the other one, he had an embolism and died, um, and I remember that was the very, very first time that my brain back then wasn't really working because my my wife has lost her grandma in the same week and we were on the way to the funeral and I got a phone call from my mum. She wasn't able to come to the funeral of my grandma, of my wife's grandma. And I thought to myself, well, why? And what, what happened? And she's like, we found your brother dead. And I was like... No, 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 it's not, not. So I was like, no, it's not. I'm on the way to the funeral. No, it's not working. So it was, yeah. um, I will never forget the moment because uh, really I didn't understand. I was like, no, it must be someone else. It must be like, didn't understand. And, and 2013 then was a tough one because when that happened, you know, I had this, this new event coming up in Berlin. And I thought like, wow. But it even pushed me further and I th thought like, well, now le let's do this, right? And um, mm -hmm. funny enough, or interestingly enough, because funny is not really the right word, when I started Munich in 2018, two weeks before the event kicked off, my mom died. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, uh, how could I be now like the host in Munich? where there were lots of new people in the audience and not the people that knew me and right. knew how passionate I am. So it's not, a lot, it's not the, the environment where you 
just go on stage and think like, well... The history isn't there for the location, exactly. right? Exactly. So. It was the very first event in Munich, and I went on stage, and the first thing I said is like, put on a photo of my mom, and said like, this is my mom. She died two weeks ago. So in case I look sad and stand in a corner, it's because I'm sad and stand in a corner. You're allowed to give me a hug. And like, and everybody like was like, looking at me like, <laughs> whoa, what, what, what is this... Well, I mean, <laughs> the you elephant know, in the room needs to be addressed so, <laughs> as quickly as possible, yeah, right? Yeah, so the, 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 old, the, the people who knew me knew that this is the way I am. Uh, the, the new people, I say, and, and um, so who, who haven't been at in, might have thought like, what? I, we're supposed to have fun for the next two days. And like, what is he telling about like his mom dying? Like, what's that, the setting for this? But then they've seen me during the next two days, like giving my best to be a good host for the two days, right? So, um, yeah, and, and and that's why why, why uh, the reason for doing it for me at least everybody has to do it their way, right? But for me at least, it is something where I think um, as the events are so much connected to me and myself and my personal like being. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, this is the way how I deal with it, and I'm open with this kind of stuff to just make like no like uh, not like hide this in in, in in the matter of like oh well I keep this from them but then act stupidly or strangely or whatever again everybody has to find their own ways working and dealing with it I thought this is, for me is the best way to deal with it so to set like to make it very clear and then get it out of the way and like just like be very open-minded and I'm the same like so when people come to me then at the events and and say sorry and give a hug and all this kind of stuff you know like and I, I really enjoy this kind of stuff and I really enjoy um, the kind of reactions most of the people give not not everybody mm -hmm. it's not, also like I guess like a lot of people in the audience might have thought like really who is this like telling us his mom died I just paid like 200 bucks to get into the conference and he's telling us that his mom died and the very that's the very what kind thing, of like. human would react like <laughs> could you imagine it's like you know what this is oh <laughs> like can I can you imagine being a per like that's not a human being in my opinion yeah but, but you know what okay, I mean so right? sorry that I, I but I think I think the the element that is sort of consistent that we can draw upon is the very human element of mm -hmm. of this Beyond mm -hmm. Telerand mm -hmm. and, and Flash Forum, those things are you, you know, and yeah. they're a reflection of you. And I think it's it's key to address that as being probably what makes it a very personable event yes. versus some other events wherein the 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 person who runs the event is not necessarily engaged with the no. event. You know what I mean? Well, Hugh, I think I think that even goes to answer the sort of like the the question you asked, like what kind of a person would would say something like that, you know, being given such a personal piece of information. I think it's it's probably has more to do with the fact that people aren't expecting that kind of a relationship with a conference. I mean, they've mm. become so dehumanized uh, and just these corporate events where you just go and you hear speakers and, you know, like it it's That's almost lost that sense of community and in, in many cases, not in every case, but mm -hmm. in many cases. And I think that when you have a conference that then is so clearly something that is a community where, you know, Mark, you come out and you speak to uh, the attendees um, as if it's a community, as if yeah. you are part of something ra rather than just, hi, I'm the organizer Displaying and I'm here to present something, no, something to you not, yeah. and now give me your money and go home. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. Um, I will never say my way is the right way of doing it. It's just the way I do it. And um, um, yes, you're right. Uh, 
I my highest aim is really to lose this kind of like um, stage barrier. You know, to have the stage as being something where where you say like, oh, those people on stage, totally. they're better. They're way better than they're cleverer. They're smarter, better looking. No, they are not. <laughs> it's just human beings. And I, I bet out of the years I run this, like there were so many people in the audience who were smarter than anyone on stage, <laughs> just sitting in the audience, right? So, and I would encourage the mm -hmm. conversation afterwards. I'm gonna lose. I wanna lose this kind of barrier and fear from the stage and like. Of the, of the people on stage being something special, even though they are qualified for some reason to be on the stage, and might, might it just be because they know me, <laughs> you know, it's, and as easy as this, really. Um, yeah, you know, it's oftentimes not that, that wow that, that they are like wow they have done, done something really stunning. It's just because I met them at a certain time when they did something I really liked, and I just said like, oh, would you would you come and speak about this at my event? That's it. Yeah, and and some of the and, and sometimes those are the most amazing talks because that person is not a you know they're comfortable talking about the thing that they've done that is interesting, yeah. but they may not be a, a comfortable as a public speaker in general. Yes, and it, you know the passion for the thing that the passion for the subject matter tends to be what makes for an invigorating speaker. Totally. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if they're going like CSS is this they it's very dry. It's very yeah. disinteresting. And I think it's good that your curation of your talks tends to be less about really super specific topics. And they're more about a generalized sense of wonder. Yeah. You know, the conversation often goes like, what do you want me to speak about? And it's like, what is it? What are you most curious to tell people about? And they go, mm -hmm. oh, uh. so it, it's not always the, the talk I've seen them with in on youtube or at an event it's because sometimes they're like fed up with the talk they gave it like 10 times and they go along like actually i want to yeah. speak about something else right so and i give them the opportunity to to do so because i'm i think what qualifies them is the, the stuff that i've seen and i then i just give them the the um uh english word missing um so i have confidence in them that the next thing they're going to speak about will be as good as the stuff they they've spoken about before you know yeah it's yeah. a it's a it's a trust in in, yeah, in your trust, presenters, exactly. trust right? Like that's that's kind of how that's kind of how these work. And Stefan, you know, with his experience as a public speaker with with FITC and, and other mm -hmm. uh, events, you know, there's a trust that if if you're going to invite him back, he's going to be as engaging, if not more engaging, that he as as he was the first time or the second time yeah. or whatever. You know. Plus, yeah, I think. Plus, sorry. For me, uh, no, I was just gonna say. Um, sometimes, like, there's there's one presentation in particular that I give that is whenever I give it to a room full of of developers, coders, I'm always extremely nervous because a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about is very um, sort of like creative slash writer slash game designer centric, and I know that there are a lot of barriers when it comes to code. Uh, and I remember giving the talk to a bunch of um, uh, game developers and it was just flat expressions in the room the entire time I was giving the presentation and I got <laughs> more and more nervous and sweatier <laughs> and I was like, they think I, they're going to just tell, they just think I'm an idiot. They think I'm crazy. And then at the end, uh, I did leave some time for questions. So I said, so that's my talk and any questions and everybody's hand went up 
and then it then became the best the first part question of was, that. How dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you stand in front of us and present yeah. that garbage, you know? <laughs> but, that, but it was the conversation. The it was the, it was, um, it was people saying, have you considered this or mm -hmm. have you didn't mention this? Have you tried this out? Or have you looked at this other game that does what you're That's talking about? Super gratifying. Oh, That's, you know, oh, it was, I was on cloud nine because that, that to me was the, the, one of the best presentations I ever gave because of the conversation that came out of it. Yeah. And that's, I think, any great uh, conference or any great conference speaker um, is, is just there to start a conversation. Yep. It's, you know, it, you can always tell the people who go up and are just there to uh, aggrandize themselves, you know, to say, look at the wonderful things that I've done and how great of a human being yep. I am. Yeah. Yep. And then there's the people who go, I'm, like, I'm giving you something, take it and then please give back. Yep. Absolutely true. Totally understand this. Um, and th these are actually the best talks uh, where you don't show your portfolio or what you've done so far. But you, um, um, I don't know the English expression for this, but we have something in Germany where we say like aus dem Kästchen plaudern. So that's like letting out the secrets, the stuff they have got. Like what what went wrong? What was the 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 tape that I used here <laughs> to fix this kind of stuff? Where people thought like, well, look mm. at this polished kind of thing and. Then actually, it wasn't as polished. It was just presented very polished, and but you know the, all the bits right. in the back. So tell us about this. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah I don't <laughs> I don't have anything to follow up with that. It's 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 you know it's funny. Why I I was thinking about th this is going to be probably not part of the podcast. But yesterday I was like I'm going to take apart. Uh, an LED bulb. I'm going to pull the power supply out of it and I'm going to make it work because my brother had sent me a video of somebody who had done that. And I, I was doing it like I was going to put it up on YouTube. So I was taking video as I went. I was explaining what I was doing. And the second I tried to power it up, it didn't work. And it, I, 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 so I stopped recording and went and doing research on it. And like, it's just not going to work because the, the filaments I'm using require like 75 volts and yeah. that, I'm like, I'm giving them five. So of course they're not going to light up, you know? And it was like a, it was so demoralizing and it, but that is the thing in a lot of cases, you know, um, I had done a talk that Haas had attended where I talked all about the failure of what I had built. And, and, you know, I showed the successful thing and then I talked about failing just constantly and yeah. how everything was just one huge hurdle after another. And it was so exhausting. And by the time I was done, I just wanted to die, you yeah. know? And so after the talk, Haas, Haas Gifford and I sat down and he just went, that was, that was such a great talk. It was, it was, it was, you know, a, a window into the experience of what we do. And, and, he, you know, he started, he adopted that. And he, in the next talk I saw him do, he did the same thing. And he was just looking at me going, right. And I'm like, dude, and it, it is one of those, the yeah. windows into the experience of what we do for a living that makes for such an engaging presentation because people think, that you're sitting there in a three-piece suit soldering and and just winning at everything. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, like things blow up, things catch on fire and you're batting at the desk going, oh my God, I can't believe that just caught on fire. You know what I mean? Like that's how things go. And I- Absolutely. I, I just think that, you know, one of the things like listening to you talk and, 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 you know, the, the utter heartbreak of losing family members before your talks, but still getting up and, and going, I, I'm going to, I have to do this. 
You know, I think that that drive is, is what you, you're just, you're just such a, a huge inspiration for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, but that is, that is me sort of, you know, winding us up. Uh, yeah. Mark, I, I gotta say, I, this has been a, a real pleasure. You are, you really have been a, a fantastic uh, conversation today. Thank you. It was great fun. I mean, we kept going for like one and a half hours now, right? Wow. Time flies. Close to it, yeah. No, well, that's you weren't, great. You weren't in our conversation with, with Jared Ficklin, which went nearly three hours <laughs> and two episodes. <laughs> I've, been in, I've been in cafes and baths with Jared for a lot of times, and that's never ending early. <laughs> but uh yeah thank you thank you very very much uh i'll have to get your address so i can send you a pin yes <laughs> or i'll get stefan to send a pin because he can write in german that's cool it's the same alphabet <laughs> yeah but you can write the words in german you can write german okay. words no sure i don't know stefan because you said that you said whatever that word was and stefan went yeah yeah, you know, like the, the peak behind the curtain thing. Yeah, and also, yeah, like also he, I don't know he, how to say it in, in English. He pronounces Stefan Duisburg speaks in the German. right way, like with, with an U, right? Even though it's not written with an U. Duisburg and Wuppertal, he had all the words correctly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, German was my first language. So. Oh, cool. Born and raised we in Canada, but, uh, but I spoke German in a French and English-speaking city, and it, it just made for a really confused kid. I am impressed. <laughs> we could have done this whole interview in German with me going like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mute. <laughs> Eat crackers. It's 2 o'clock, I'm getting drunk. Forget it. <laughs> This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content contained in this episode is copyright Stefan Grambart and Hugh Elliott. Intro voice by Jeff Wright. Intro music track is Energy by Not Of from their 2015 album Peak. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Yeah.